Hello, everyone. Welcome to this year's Oscar pre-show. As you can see, we are ready to go and ready to enjoy this episode. And I'm going to welcome Robin to our panel. Robin, it's so great to always have you as part of the show. Thanks for having me. I love being here. You guys are fun. You, I make, think you make us look like we're actually experts at this, having you on the panel. So <laughs> we have to bring you in. Speak for yourself, Timmy. I, I, I am really actually. Okay, actually speaking for you. <laughs> yeah, don't speak for me. This is such a fun show because we get a really just gossip, right? Nobody really knows what's going to happen except for some accounting yeah. firm down in Orange County and I, someone else who has those yeah. envelopes somewhere on the planet. The stuff in the envelopes. They know. Stuff in the envelopes. They're doing that probably tomorrow or today. It might have started already. Our encouragement would be grab that betting pool sheet right now because we're going to give you the answers. We have the inside yeah. scoop. If anyone knows that it's the three of us, we're going to put our minds <laughs> together and get these answers. In there. So grab your betting sheet. Do you guys gamble That's on right. this? Do you guys ever do this with friends? Throw some dollars at this? I did a few times on Fox, I think. We had a we had a pool and I think maybe once or twice at New Line, we did one. And how'd you do? Okay. I didn't do so well at the one on Fox. I seem to remember I didn't really do well on that one. I don't know about you, Robin. Not on Oscar. <laughs> Not on Oscar. <laughs> I think she does better I think on other things running. like the NCAA tourney, which we can have a special episode about that once we oh, have that happening Sunday now too. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, talk about March Madness brackets. March Madness, and the brackets, football, and yeah, yep. then then we. I can, think the uh, only time I've done like a betting pool. I was probably like such a weird film snob. Nobody ever invited me again because I'm like, oh, when I worked with so and so, and I'm like, oh, I know them. And people are like, you're just shut up, go away. That's the fact that we know who the people are because you know most people just guess like costume design. They're just throwing stuff out there. They have no idea what. That's how I feel on every episode, Tim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. Nobody All right, cares. well, let's dive in because we know this is the Tom Cruise show, right? This is really yes. the time where it's been a while since we've seen the savior of movies. Yeah, this is it. He, uh, we haven't seen him on the red carpet for the longest time, but this is where one of my moments, my film snob moments, get to be there. I actually did an Oscars with him. He was he and Paul Newman. Paul Newman was getting his Lifetime Achievement Award, and I was backstage with Paul oh. Newman. Tom Cruise and Whoopi Goldberg waiting for them to go on stage. And it was kind of a sweet moment there. The two of them truly are buddies. And it was a kind of a fun little ball of energy that was happening backstage with Tom Cruise right, waiting for that That's moment. Awesome. So um, I don't yeah. know if I've seen him on the red carpet since then, to be honest, he's not really been part of the show as is he? Not typically. No. I mean, he t- handed in his globes when they went through that whole, you know, crisis. Yeah. <laughs> which they really haven't recovered from. Uh, but yeah, and then he hasn't really been nominated for years, pretty much since Magnolia, I think was the last time he was actually nominated for an Oscar. So, well, I'm thrilled that he's coming. He is, you know, he's the ultimate movie star. And I like the Oscars to me, wouldn't be the Oscars without him this year. So, yeah, I was thinking of how, as a person of FOMO, how amazing it would be to be a best picture nominee this year. Cause I honestly feel like, um, the the field of like Tom Cruise hanging out in the same room as Spielberg, um, yeah, the, James Cameron in the same room. I mean, it, what an amazing room that would be to be in the room with Best Picture nominees. Um, yeah, some of the some of them are newcomers to the field in the Best Picture category. So, not that they mm-hmm. haven't been around Hollywood for a while, but that's like kind of a fun moment to uh, only an Oscar moment to be able to jump in there and be able to hang out with Royal Bubbles with the some of the royalty of the of the field so super super yeah people who who've influenced them right like the reason why they even got into movies in the first place could often be because of people like tom cruise and steven spielberg and james cameron they're just icons and legends and it's awesome yeah if you're the producer of triangle of sadness this year you've already won because if you're (laughs) (laughs) like like, the company you happen to be hanging out with (laughs) yeah it's baz lerman james cameron just Steven Spielberg, Tom Steven Cruise. Spielberg. Come yeah, on. That's that's, bad. Yeah, you're it's a good. good day to be hanging out that, that part of yeah. the party. No doubt about it. Yeah. Nothing bad about it. All right, should we jump, jump in? Let's do the uh, order of the show as close as I can kind of match this. So people that are following along <laughs> with their pen, they can kind of do it. We'll just do the big items, the smaller items. Your guess is as good as ours, I'm gonna say, unless one of you actually knows a costume designer or sound effects yep. person, what have you. Um, but actor in a leading role. I mean, I'm sorry, actor in a uh, supporting role. That's usually where it starts. Um, And we have um, 
uh, Brendan Gleason, Brian Tyree Henry, Judd Hirsch, <clears throat> which is really funny that he's in here, Barry Kogan, and Ki Hua Kwan. Ki Hua Kwan. Is that going to do that right? Ki Hua Kwan. Yeah. Yeah. So also known as short round. <laughs> that's what I say. Like it's <laughs> the fun photo of he and Spielberg together <laughs> was really sweet in the uh, nominations. Yeah. Lunch, yeah, so. yeah. 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 Well, I'll go first. I think it's. Yeah. I think he's got. Oh. I think he's got it in the bag. In the bag. Which in one? Bag. I would agree. Short, Short round. round. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you just think yeah. it's like a crowd favorite kind of a thing? You think it's a popularity deal, well, or it's that? And he's also won every other award. <laughs> it's kind of like. I mean, the actors gave it to him. The Globes gave it to him. Uh, who? What other? I think. Oh, the Independent Spirit Awards. He won that. I mean, he's gonna win. He's he's gonna win. There's uh, there's just. And come on, who doesn't want to see him get up there and give the probably the best speech of the night to kick off the show? Oh, I can't wait for I mean, that. Come on, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. It's not. I don't think it's even a question this year. It's his. That's so great because he's. It's not that he's a a no name actor, but he just hasn't been in the forefront for thirty years or what have you. And to have a career that you get to span both kinds, both sides of the field. Yeah, be nominated later in in your career, um, and possibly win an Oscar, and then obviously reconnect with some of the same folks that made you um, who you were back in the day is really really great. Yeah, but I think it's also because um, he's talked a lot about that, like all his struggles. Like he started out, oh, his first movie was a ginormous Spielberg movie with you know Harrison Ford, and it's just like, and then he goes from that to Goonies, short time after, which was also a hit. And then it's like, then he kind of drifts in and out. Nobody really knows what he's doing. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's back in, in the spotlight, like big time. And mm-hmm. so, and he's been very forthright about his struggles and how hard it is and how much, you know, this moment means to him. And I think people really love to see that when it's genuine joy and happiness. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What's happening. I think that the audience responds to that. I think the voters respond to that. So I think that's why I think he just has in the bag. It's the greatest comeback story. Yep. Who doesn't want to root for him? There's yep. not one person there who doesn't want him to win. Especially yeah. the actors. So, the actors want, want to buy this story because they want to live that story themselves, right? Yeah, yeah that's really exactly. cool. <clears throat> and I'll say the, the producers of Everything Everywhere All at Once, <laughs> what, a, what a great risk they took in putting that whole package together. And to, be, to have a few nominations from that movie tonight is really, really, really huge. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for them to pull together. All right, that one was mm-hmm. easy. I don't know yeah. about this next one for you guys. Let's do, let's do an actress in a supporting role. So we have Angela Bassett from Wakanda Forever. Uh, Hung, wait, Hung Chow? Chow? The, for yeah, she's the in whale. the whale. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Carrie Condon from the Banshees. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere. And Stephanie Hsu, Everything Everywhere also. So the two of them are going to cancel each other out. I'm going to guess the two actresses from every, everything everywhere all at once. I would have agreed with you, but I don't know. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is coming on strong in the end. I don't know why. I still, I still, I think Angela Bassett probably has it. Um, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis is, I could also jump in there at the last minute. I don't know. What do you think, Robin? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a two woman race yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. And I think it's any, like anyone's guess. I think they're going to be neck and neck. You know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see who plays out. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, definitely. I was talking with a friend recently, actually Michelle Marks, and she made a really good point about Jamie Lee Curtis that I considered before is like, she is old Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Who parents are and who is rooting for her not only because of who she is and how long she's been around for, but also like the old Hollywood of who her parents are. There's some, there's a great story here for her. Um, and I thought that was a really good point for those older Academy members that are voting. Um, but Angela Bassett also, I mean, they're both great performances. So it's uh, like both are you know, serving of the title. So that one I think is going to be one of the closest races. Uh, it's going to be up in the air between those two. I don't think anyone else. <clears throat> she's had a great career herself. I swear yeah. I've yeah. seen her on, more Oscar shows than anyone else as well, right? So she just keeps on coming back year after year. Um, but she, yeah. has she won? Oh, um, yeah, she won for? No, she, I think she was nominated for What's Love Got to Do With It, but I don't think she won. She won the Globe, I think, for What's Love Got to Do With It, but I don't think, I think she was nominated for an Oscar, but I don't think she won that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And both of them are loved by everyone in Hollywood. So they both like, I, you know, I think Hollywood would be happy with either one of them winning. So um, yeah, that one's going to be an interesting one to see. I love it. it. That is, um, it's a fun category. I think my, my vote is Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, I think that's where I think it's heading. I feel yeah. like the it started out, Angela was sort of like the, but then Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of, you know, and, you know, her reaction to the nomination went viral mm-hmm. and everyone was talking about it. So I don't know. I feel like the the tide has sort of turned towards her. So I would agree. I All think right. it might be Jamie Lee. I think she's going to eke it out in the end. By the way, Robin, who are her parents? Bonus question. Well, Tony Curtis. That's obvious, right? Yeah. Yes. And? From um, Psycho, uh, Janet Lee. Okay. Lee. Nice. Yep. All right, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Lee part of the gym. I was thinking yes, it was I... Spike Lee and Tony Curtis. So I'm glad you figured out the Lee part. But I'm pumped. He's here all <laughs> yeah. weeks, folks. Tip your waiters on the way out. Yeah, she's great. From from uh, Disney shows and on, she's always been around. My favorite role that she was in was the um, one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was it True Lies? True Lies. Yeah, True Lies. so fun. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. That's a great film. All right, let's do an original song. Have you guys heard these songs? Wow. Do you know them? I haven't yeah. heard all the songs. Hold on, let me go. Let me go scroll down. Excuse me, folks. Why scroll? Here we go. Yep. Uh, I personally like Lady Gaga for Top Gun, but I think Rihanna is going to win. So, so that's the, the one. It's that- applause, which is uh, Diane Warren um, from Tell Like oh, a Wait, wait, but it's Diane Warren. She's like the. What's the woman who went forever without an Emmy and then finally won? But she had she was not denominated forever. Yes, she was in the yes, soap opera. Yeah, yeah so far. What was it? She's saying yes. It. There you go. There you go. Exactly. She's a Susan Lucci of of Oscar. She has been nominated pretty much every year and she never wins. Well, so she might I, not I win know, this maybe. year. I think Lady Gaga is going to bring it back too. Uh, so it is Lady yeah. Gaga. Hold my hand. But this is um, yes. Yeah. And I personally. Love that song more than any of the other songs, but I don't think it's going to win. I think Rihanna is. I like what well, Hootie the yeah, Bird. Lady Gaga just won two song. years ago. She just won two years ago for, uh, what's that? Uh, Tommy, what, what's the. Stars Born. Stars Born. Right. Thank you. Ooh. I liked uh, Hold My Hand when uh, Hootie and the Blowfish sang the song. So I think Lady Gaga is <laughs> okay. But. Wow, Tim, you just dated yourself severely because I don't think half our audience knows who Hootie and the Blowfish is. Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Don't just yeah. Google Hootie. Just figure the whole thing. You got to throw in a blowfish or it's yeah, just totally worth, not worth it. All right. Lift me yeah. up from uh, Black Panther. And that is... Um, that's, oh, that's Rihanna, right? That's, that's the Rihanna. one. That's, I, 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 think I agree with Robin. I think that's the one that's going to take it. By the way, Rihanna <laughs> is, has more number one hits in history than anybody else. So she, she if she wins the Oscar, that's, she's going to... Yeah, and she's, she's a per- Super Bowl performer. She's going to... Well, she's, she's performing like, at the like, Oscars too. So I think that might... I think they'll perform. No, God has not. Always. No, 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 no. Uh, they're missing out. I was hoping to see it, but Gaga's not going to perform, but Rihanna will. So, uh, yeah. Not Too, Not Too from RRR, which I haven't seen that yet. Kevin gets said Kevin that's a gets, must see. raving about that. And uh, this yeah. is live from Everything Everywhere All at Once, also. But um, you guys are saying Rihanna. I'm yep, saying Rihanna. I'm saying Rihanna. Yeah. 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 Good call. So, if you're keeping score, that's a good good place to keep score right now should um this i'm going to pull up animated feature because i think there's something really fun about the animated features so it's turning red which i believe that's the pixar movie correct mm-hmm. yep. the sea beast uh puss in boots which is a follow-up from shrek is that mm-hmm. even possibly a nominee? no it's it's the second puss in boots movie isn't it i know but he's a side character shrek it's a spinoff from shrek yeah yeah but it's yeah. the second puss in boots movie Right. That would yes. be yeah. gi- like giving an Emmy Emmy to when Joni loves Chachi. Like it's not even <laughs> it's not even close to being legit. The movie's good though. Uh, the movie, movie got really great reviews and uh, parents that I talked to were raving about it. So And the animation is is a little more unique yeah. than other films. I get why it was nominated because it kind of took a different approach in um in the the aesthetic of the animation. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Okay. I get why that's nominated. All right, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Uh, all right, kid story. But here's the what, what funny one. This the title of the film is Guillermo del Toro, Toro's Pinocchio. Like that's the whole and length. So every time you way. say who wins the Oscar, <laughs> it's going to say his name in it every time it's published. So after that's, he wins, he's gonna win. I think he's going to yeah. win. Yeah, 
without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Well, also like those, it, it, those stop motion films, if you look back at history at the Leica films or the Wallace and Gromit films, like you'll see that there's so much work that goes into that film. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it kind of should win, right? Yeah. Because of how much goes into it. And they're, they're seen as these prestige kind of animations for a reason. Um, so yeah, I think it's a no brainer. And, and the character and design is incredible. I mean, you. the, that it, that's so beautiful and uh, yeah i mean it's obviously his pal- palette but just to have his name there i mean good for him another oscar in different category is uh what an accomplishment there and i must say he's a he's a wonderful man friendliest guy you ever meet yeah that's Guillermo. let's get the good guys win yeah exactly <clears throat> all right you want to jump to another big category should we do uh writing or are we doing okay. adapted or are we doing uh it's too original original Ooh, original i mean adapted is okay dun, too dun, i don't know dun. but like adapted adapted is going to be women talking all right let's do adapted first because we'll we'll get through both these but these are all, these are all fun movies I'll, I'll watch all these twice or at least three times <laughs> um, all quiet on the western front beautiful brilliant i mean in any other year this would be a contender but he has some heavy, yeah. heavy contenders this year I love Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, good for him, super fun stuff. Not going to win, but just super fun. It, it, the twist at the end yeah. was not twisty enough. If you no, it wasn't twisty enough. Yeah. Especially because it's Ed Norton. We know he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, it's spoiler alert. Whoever hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I should have said that before. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, living. Um, I, don't, I didn't see that one. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. It's interesting that's adapted because it's a, it's a follow-up from the original and then Women Talking. So I think it's um, top, top Gun on that one, right? No. I agree with Robin. No. It's going to be Women Talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think most people are talking about Women Talking. Um, the Did you guys see it? No, I have not no. seen it yet. <clears throat> so it's um, heavy, heavy dialogue, but it's really brilliantly written. Like, I don't, it, it kind of made me sad because I actually, when I watched it, I felt like the opportunity was missed where I don't think it should have been a movie. I think mm. they made this a page to stage, taking it to like La Jolla house, like 700 space, and then go that route. And it would be an award-winning, like slow climbing, but like amazing legendary play. To me, it, it, when I'm watching it, I want to see it on stage. It doesn't translate to film mm-hmm. the way that I wanted it. It felt very stagey. Even when I was watching it, there was no theatricality. So like, I feel like that was just such a missed opportunity for them to do that. But the dialogue's so great. But I do think that, that um, much of it takes place in the same place other than like flashbacks or, you know, some scenes where they're talking about it. Like they take place in this barn of these women talking, which is really interesting conversation. Um, but it just, it felt stagey to me. And so I, yeah, you know, cinema I don't, does not give the same grace as stage. Like, um, no. and, and it, you, you can see a place about things that go from <laughs> right. theater to stage. It just doesn't have the same appeal. Did it change the storyline yeah. and the plot? Um, so that's a really interesting feedback. I can, uh, I I can think imagine that. Taken in cast and taken them to theater first, yeah. and God, I think it would have been on fire. That would have been like, yeah, seven hundred Sundays. Like, I think it would have been the same kind of uh, thing. So I'm sad oh, that they didn't do that. They could still Broadway, do. That. They'll probably take you up on that offer because they keep. They thinking, should. Yeah. They should. They'll make money, and it will be better. I think than it than it was as a film. So. Anyways, I'm, I digress, but they're going to win anyway, I think for adapted screenplay, because it's also um, just the dialogue's very uh, relevant, but also like, you know, it's a little heavy handed in that way, but I think so many people love the dialogue in it. And uh, I think so many of the voters are, are rooting for that film. I feel like that's kind of been the. It's, about, it's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, but I feel like that's the one everyone's talking about. And you want to give category. them some award, right? So you give them the award. Uh, yeah. 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 This is the award that it it will take if it yeah. takes anything. That's great. All right. Original screenplay. We have uh, the Banshees, uh, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. 
So is this uh, Spielberg's going to get a nod or is this where everything everywhere all at once steps up? And I think this is Banshee's. I think this is Banshee's and Tar personally. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's between those two. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't, I, I feel like everyone's talking more about the performances and everything everywhere all at once than versus the movie as a whole. I mean, I could be wrong, uh, you know, but I would, I feel like the Banshees and Tar, I think might be the dark horse in this one because they, this, this has very, you know, rabid fans where, yeah, I mean, it's kind of almost a love hate kind of thing. Most people mm-hmm. either love it or they hate it, but the people who love it really love it. So then they'll so, lean into mm-hmm. it and they'll be consistent in their voting where yeah. others might spread their votes out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I, Look, I think Banshees is um, was one of my favorite movies of the year. I thought it was just like, you know, it highlights the taste of Fox Searchlight. It's the perfect Fox Searchlight movie, right? Uh, Martin McDonough is as original as it gets. Yep. And the there were so many great freaking lines, like where he's like, you know, my donkey choked on my on your finger. Like there's so <laughs> many. Or it's like me second time, right? Like everything was like how can you tell me you're wasting me fucking time? You're wasting me fucking time. Like, it's so funny. Right. And it's so great. And it's so well-written. Like I, if that's who I want to win now, everything everywhere all at once, because it's super sci-fi, but there's also a lot of emotional elements. There's so much that goes into that and it is heavy dialogue and it's multiverse. And it's like, it's difficult to build that world. And so much of it is on the page. Um, so I actually think it's probably going to go to everything everywhere all at once. Mm. I hope it goes to Banshees tar to me. And, and we'll talk about this when we get to best picture too, but it's, it was inside baseball. It reminded yes. me a little bit of like when I watched billions, which I love that show. It's a great show, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know anything about that world. So I need to like go and Google what they're talking yeah. about. because I don't even know what it means to be in that finance world, right? The way that they're discussing it. So Tar, which shows how researched he was and how like, I mean, this is the first film he's done in like, what, how many years? So, like over a decade. Yeah, like, but little, I it, think Little Children was the last one. Wasn't that his last one? Yeah, yeah. like 2006, right? Yeah. Like I think, yeah. But it was like, he, you know, it, it, it's it's so brilliant, but I also don't know because I think there's a lot of people who, like you said, that people loved it, but then there are also people who like probably didn't make it through the movie yeah, because oh. it's heavy. Yeah, it's not yeah. heavy. It's just, it's, um, and if you're watching it at home, and you're not dedicated to it. You can kind of turn it off and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. inside baseball. And, um, that's a good like, point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, look, I want Banshees to win, but I think, um, I think it's probably going to be everything everywhere, but all right. I'm going to jump over to film editing because I think this is an interesting category where it's uh, Banshees, everything everywhere, Tar, Maverick. So all, all the best. uh, And then uh, finally an Elvis. And I think to me, Elvis, this is where Elvis wins, right? That it's the storytelling. It's the way Baz Luhrmann does the storytelling. It's very complex. The transitions, the plots, the, 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 the fades, all of those editorial decisions you have to make to kind of blend that beautiful storytelling in the Baz Luhrmann way. Absolutely unique. Absolutely unique. I know that it's also heavy to the story as a, as a big part of editorial. So you, you can go on the story side or you can go on the transition side, but I think mm-hmm. Elvis was just, this is where they win. Yeah. I, I, I think Tim's probably right on that one because it is a, it is Baz Luhrmann is definitely very, frenetic and it definitely takes a, a very skilled editor to try to put that movie together so I, I would i would say that's probably the one that if they have a shot at winning i think that's probably their best shot at winning to be honest it would be in film editing i think top gun could sneak this one out i mean when you're mm. cutting when you're cutting with the jets and you're cutting back and forth between all of those scenes like that's difficult to do too when you don't when you're not a fighter pilot but you're an editor Right. Like there's a very difficult that to me uh, was really, really, really well done. Um, uh, But I could also see everything everywhere all at once because it was so like there's so much going on with that film, too, from multiverse to multiverse. Like there was there's a lot there, too, in order to keep viewer. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
I know everything uh, everywhere yeah. is also it's a complicated story. So to put, to put the pieces together and let it, yeah, I think that's a skill that it's a for a different reason a skill level you have to kind of yep. keep the story piece. Yeah. All right, actress in the le- leading role. We already know who this is going to be, right? It's Anna de Armas, isn't she going to win this thing? Yeah. No? <laughs> she called all in her, her, her campaign. Yeah, so it's Kate uh, Blanchett. I yeah, so I've heard too. She's really amazing and blonde, Anna. Yeah. Uh, Andrea uh, Rosenborough. Oh, she's the one that was. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was uh, the one who had the campaign for her to, yeah, sure. uh, get the nomination. Yeah. Michelle Williams mm-hmm. uh, for the Fablemans and Michelle Yao for Everything Everywhere. So uh, Michelle Yao, next yeah. category. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think it's that easy. Ooh, I think it's between. Really? I, well, Kate. Okay. So both of the movies, I'll touch on this. Like Michelle Yao. She's, uh, she's the front runner, obviously. And I think it's because there's a great story there, right? Much like T.Y. Kwan and, and everybody is, uh, you know, rooting for her and for that movie. And she's taken a lot of these awards, but Kate Blanchett has also taken a lot of the awards. Um, you know, Kate Blanchett is also, if you watched Tar, like she's effortless. Like she becomes, you're not watching Kate Blanchett anymore. It is remarkable to watch that woman on the screen for that movie. Um, and in any other year, it's hers in a landslide, I think. Um, but I do think because of what I touched on a little bit before with Tar being so inside baseball, Michelle Yeoh has um, a, a, little, a movie that's a little bit more accessible. And also there's, there's, not, there's an emotion there uh, with Michelle Yeoh's character that you're watching her with her daughter and you're watching her with her husband and all these stories and you're seeing her being like pulled across all of these multiverses that is a lot more accessible than the story uh, of that Kate Blan- of Kate Blanchett's character sure. in Tar, yeah. um, which I think could ultimately edge out and give Michelle Yeoh the win. Yep. But um, you know, Kate Blanchett is a two-time Academy winner. It's not an accident that deadline drops on Monday, the day where ballots close that she has her best performance in her career. Like that implies that it's better than the two Academy awards or two performances for Academy awards that she's won before. Like, and, and by the way, she is tremendous. They're both tremendous. Um, all the actresses were, I thought Anna de Armas was amazing. Um, like, uh, I think Michelle Williams was actually the least of all of them, even though her performance was so great. Fableman's too. Um, Andrea Riseborough. I know nobody saw this movie. I know it was, you know, a grassroots, but it's not really grassroots when you have like, you know, Charlize Theron doing a screening for you. No, right. and, like everyone. <laughs> yeah. about but, but also like, I don't think that's why, um, you know, the, the, People get Academy nominations and it's like lightning in a bottle, like when they get these, right? Like her, she's fantastic in the movie. You don't get a nomination if you're not worthy of it. And she's certainly worthy of it in that film, particularly in the moments where she's sober, weirdly enough. Um, like I found like when she was drunk or um, on drugs, she was kind of overacting a little bit or it felt like that to me. But in the moments where she's sober, it was like, oh my God, she's been around for over a decade. Everyone knows who she is. The actor, she is huge in the actor's community. So she's not really big mainstream, but within her community, she is so well-respected and loved. And so when you, you know, when somebody mentions, you know, you have her manager working for her and you have the directors working for her and saying these things, you bring it up in a room with like 60 agents and you've given them a talking point of Andrea Riseborough. You should see her in this movie. She's so amazing. That talking point is, imp- you know, information's currency. Yeah, I feel like she, and it you can get why point, she so, was nominated, right? Because all of her connections right, are, you, from the nomination, winning is a different right. level, right? Because now it's the entire Academy well, voting or whatever. So, yeah. Well, all of those, all of those conversations, it was late breaking right before the SAG Awards. You go in and everybody who's there, who's in the actor community, wants to talk about how great Andrea Riseborough is. And they're ultimately the ones who do the nomination. So, it kind of makes sense, right? Like that's how this kind of stuff happens. There's a groundswell and it's lightning in a bottle. Like screenings are good. There's never not a reason to do a screening, but I don't think that's the only reason. Like, because every single movie gets screened. Often they get screened by giant stars. Also, that's no different. That's no, and in the grassroots campaign, that's no different either. That's been I happening know, forever. That, come on, that's, come on. Yeah. I'm with yeah, you. Like, how can you, <laughs> I've heard of like, how does grassroots a bad thing? Well, so wait, you have to choose one now. It's the amount of emails that were sent. That's that's where the big concern was. So Robin, you have to so choose one is, now. You've you've gone yeah, through you the list choose. now. 
I think I think it's going to be Michelle Yeoh because she's her performance is more accessible than Kate's, and that's the only reason to me that uh, it's Michelle Yeoh. I think I, that makes sense, right? If you've actually watched the movie, opposed to not watched the movie, you have a you have a favorite in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should we just jump to Best Picture, or is there one more category you guys want to bring in here before I Best Actor? We got to do Best Actor. Oh yeah, that guy. Best Picture. Um, Will Smith, right? We know right now. Oh, and yeah. Best Director too. Oh God. Listen, not right? gonna happen. By the way, that Netflix show was really, really fun on Saturday night. The live uh, the Chris, Chris Rock, Rock one, yeah, he did. Uh, he did an excellent job, just holding out to the very end and then dropping the bombs he needed to. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but again, that's the genius of marketing, where you drop that special a week going into the Oscars. That's not an accident. And so it's the first live show ever on Netflix, so it's a yeah. it's a launching point. And here, you know, what's nice is I'll say now that I've seen it, it kind of clears the air. It's also yeah. resolved. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I thought he did a good job resolving it so that we're not watching anything or even caring. If he was nominated this year, which obviously he can't, but he's nominated this year, it wouldn't be as heavy hanging over our heads as if it wasn't ever addressed. So, all right, actor in leading right. role. Here we are Aston Butler as Elvis, Colin Farrell and Banshees. Brendan Fraser and The Whale, which we haven't touched on that yet, but that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Paul Mescal and After Sun and Bill Nye and Living. Um, so, who's our favorite going into this one? Is that Colin Farrell? Mm, I think it's Brendan Fraser. Oh, you think it is? Mm-hmm. Or Austin Butler. Both cool. of them, I think. I mean, it's a three, I think it's a three-man race between Colin, Austin, Austin and, and Brendan. Yeah. Um, which splits so the votes. That's liked- the tricky part is when it's a three-person race, it splits it. It becomes much harder to... Right. <clears throat> pick the winner. I think, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to go to Brendan. Um, yeah. Because Colin, well, does a really good job in his movie in Banshees. He's not exactly well-liked, I think, in the community, per se. Um, and that is, that is an aspect of this when it comes down to it. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. if, if you're, politics. if you are, are, yeah, it's politics of it. Exactly. Austin's really young. Um, yes, he was really great in Elvis and I personally hate it when they give actors, uh, awards for just impersonating someone because such a wealth of material to work with where versus just inventing a character from scratch from words on a page takes a lot more skill than just in a, you know imitating someone who would who lived and was an icon for so long and he's young yeah um and i think brendan fraser has sort of this uh, uh he's phenomenal in the movie you see bits of him and it's just it's raw emotion and i think a lot of it is deep emotion because i think you know he's had quite an up and down career is it i was um, gonna say is it more fun because he was Encino man, and now he gets to be <laughs> well, it's part uh, of that, and the whale, and, and, the, and, and the mummy, yeah. And the then he had, mummy. you know, he was like, he was he like wasn't this, the mummy, he was the guy chasing. I know, mummy. but he was in the mummy. What I'm saying is, he was this sort of matinee idol, and now yeah. he's sort of like just an average dude who you know found this wonderful role that seemed to really speak to him. And that's so really I, I, I ultimately think I think it's gonna right, be let's say Brendan Fraser. Is that what you're saying, too, Robin? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Oscar. I, I don't know if I completely agree with your take on um, playing somebody, Keith, because I think yeah. there's a nuance to getting getting that right. Because if you don't, then it goes very badly, right? That is true, and that's yeah. very difficult to get the nuance of a person, like of somebody else, and also be able to put empathy in that as well, and make them bring them to life as the person you remember. Um, right. So I, without making it look like a caricature. So I do think that there's certainly a lot that goes into that. And I thought Austin Butler was amazing in that. Um, I think to me, I think, um, and Colin Farrell, by the way, this is, I usually don't like him in any role that he's ever been in. I don't know why I've just never connected with him in anything That's he's done. Penguin? In, it's pretty good. In, yeah. <laughs> but until, until this movie, I loved him in this movie. I thought he was so good and so heartbreaking and tragic in so many ways, but also just like, God, it was, it was, he was perfection in that role. Um, but Brendan Fraser was like empathy coming to life. And 
that is like, that was magic. And to be able to watch him, I mean, God, it was, he was the best and worst of all of us in terms of like, you know, you have self destruct like what self-destruction actually is, but also coming out of it and being able to see it's tragic because he can see the best in everyone else, but himself, like the character is just so wonderful. And he did, um, I thought he was, I, I mean, I think I would give it to him. And also when he's in his speeches, it's the same thing as T.Y. Kwan, where it's this comeback story. Yeah. It's a great story. Just like we love movies, they're great stories. And marketing always has a great story. Like, so do awards campaigns. And so do the, you know, the, like everyone is rooting for him in this way. And so that's why I think it's going to Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, okay. I mean, I, I thought the reprieve of Ryan Reynolds' uh, act, um, you know, character in Just Friends was a good enough reason to vote for him, but why not? Why not? Just oh, a good one. Good, good reference the, there, Tim. I'm pulling <laughs> the out the references suit. today, people. I'm making things happen. Here we go. Okay, this is actually a very difficult category, directing, because it's the Banshees of in, yeah. uh, Insurance, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fable Mint, mm-hmm. which is Spielberg himself, right? Tar and Triangle of Sadness. So yeah. I have a feeling t- this is where Tar might win because it's a complicated story, played itself out. Um, in such a way, Fablements has got to be Spielberg has always got to be like a a favorite song. Uh, but I'm kind of tired of him. Sorry, yep. I, I got to go. So oh, they get to you. He's wrapping up. All right, this is I it. I got to go. This is it. Okay. So, so well, you guys can finish. I I don't want to I don't want to force you guys to cut cut out. Just choose your director, leave, Keith. But, uh, I will choose. Okay, I'm going to do director and I'm going to do picture. Yes. All right, hold on. What was the what was the hold on? Let me find director. Bear with me. Uh, director, I think, is gonna go to Martin. Huh? And picture is going to everything all, uh, all at once. All at once. I don't think yeah. there's even a question at this point. They've cleared every award. So with that, I bid you farewell. All right. We'll see, <laughs> all right. You, see you next week for the uh, replay or whatever. <laughs> yep. See you guys next week. Enjoy the show, right. everyone. See you later. Bye. All right, Tim. Who, who do you who do you think is going to take it? What's your? So I think I like the idea of Tar taking it, so that it actually gets a good nod for the film that it is. Everything everywhere yeah. is the favorite across the board. So if you don't know what to vote for that, um, you're you're like Banshees. I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like to me like that could be a good play. And I think Fableman's just I mean Spielberg always kind of gets that credit, but I don't I think he's. I don't know. I think uh, I think his favor is running out a little bit in the competition here. You know, I I think this is the hardest category of everything. I think um, it, 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 like I look at each one of these films as a standalone and how you know they all how they all played out. And I look at like Tar, yes, yeah, super inside baseball, super research, but also because of those reasons, I don't know how accessible it is to a broader audience, right? And I also don't know how many people actually. It's a long movie. It's it, like. But when you're voting it's on director, special, don't you kind of it, lean into that a little bit more when you're thinking? Yes, but again, like I think it's a little cold and mm-hmm. inaccessible in its feeling. Um, whereas, like I mean, look, I, Martin McDonough is a genius, and uh, I said I think he's as original as it gets. I think that movie is expertly crafted. Um, I think it's expertly written. Like I, I loved that movie as it's quirky enough, right? Um, I think everything everywhere all at once is an interesting one because I actually don't know if it's the direction that pops for me in everything everywhere all yeah. at once. I think it's the acting. Um, so and the story, I, you know, right? Because the directing the story. is kind of covering the story more right. than the did something um, unique. I honestly feel like Baz Luhrmann. This or Baz Luhrmann should be showing up because it's the directing of the film yeah. that showed up differently than these favorites. Um, yeah, Ruben Oslin. Maybe you're right. So maybe it's banshees. Maybe it's, it feels like the way you are, are embrace banshees is. No, I'm actually not embracing banshees oh, here because yeah. who I want to win, I want Stephen to win because I watched Fablemans. Look, uh, the movie itself um, was good. 
Um, but to me, this was like, what's special about it is the direction. What's special about it is that it was like I was watching one of Steven Spielberg's home movies. It was, it was like the most expensive therapy <laughs> that Steven could have for himself, right? So but it true. was healing. And I just thought how healing for him and how beautiful that the very art form that he used to use to run away from the horrible, hurtful things that have happened in his life, that he actually takes that and turns the camera on himself and his life in a way where I thought it was beautiful that like his whole idea that you can shape the lens of how you see the world. And I thought that that was so beautiful. And I thought so that it was so... it's a director's movie. So if you're a director, you love it. And then if you're watching it, yes. you understand what a director is more. So what better than to give the best directing right. role to the film about directing to the director about who's the greatest director? Well, also. and it's not even just the film about directing. So like it, this film wouldn't work on anybody. And the reason it works is, of course, we know that that little boy yeah. grows up to become Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And that's what makes this movie so great. It's like how, it was a love what, letter to movie. What forms a it director, was, right? It, what's yes. Yes. It's a love letter to movies and it's a love letter to his family. And and even I, I think it's a little bit of um, it's healing. And, and if you look at what the meaning of movies should be and why we go to the movies and like all of these things, it's, it encapsulates all those things. And I promise you that you take this person, Steven Spielberg, the most prolific, arguably the most prolific director of all time. And he's going to look back on his career and guess what movie is going to matter the most to him? Yeah. This one. Oh, I thought you were going to say E.T., but I'm just kidding. No, that (laughs) is, he, he, how authentic and vulnerable it was. I don't think it was narcissistic at all. Some people thought it was, I actually think it was a complete opposite of that. And, and just, um, what a, what a wonderful well, way. Don't you feel like he has to, to explain himself to people all the time of how he became yeah. him yeah. too. So this is a, a how to approach to yeah. life. And the last 10 seconds was like genius. Yeah. The last 10 seconds uh, of the little ca- of the camera coming up and changing, you know, because of what John Ford told him, like, I just thought it was all of it was I thought it was beautiful. Um, and that's where I want Stephen to win it. I think I think okay. he's the most. Deserved. Then I Whether wish he does or not. Another picture. Yeah. Another story. I wish he wasn't nominated for other ones because you kind of I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a very complicated uh, category this year. It is. I think that's the hardest. All right. So best picture, maybe not so hard. We haven't talked about Top Gun much, but let's just go through them. All Quiet on the Western Front, which, by the way, is a beautiful, it's a beautiful film. It's what filmmaking should and can do. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Again, not much of a favorite in a lot of categories, but clearly, uh, you know, it does what it's supposed to do there. Banshees. Um, mm-hmm. Elvis. We already talked about that. I think he, uh, Baz Luhrmann such a beautiful vision of what a film takes. Everything, everywhere, yeah. all at once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, yeah. and Women Talking. So I think the favorite going into this is Top Gun. I think it's because it's a favorite kind of a thing. People like the film. But I think if you look at all the films on the roster here, when, you, when you're going from all the films made to getting the nominees, you have one type of mind. Yeah. But now that I'm comparing these films, Top Gun's a fun movie. It's great. I don't know if it sticks with me. Like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it seven times. Um, but some of these other films I would watch more than once, for sure. Even the, like the Fablemans, I would have, I'd recommend that to somebody else to watch. Oh, you should, oh, you love that? You should jump in and watch this film, get that, understand the story. Um, I'm, I'm kind of opposite as you, because I think I've already seen Top Gun Maverick like seven times, um, and it's still not. <laughs> so, uh, but I also love that franchise. But here's what I will say. Um, I think it's a four picture race. I think it's between Banshees, um, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and um, Top Gun. And the reason I think that Top Gun kind of slides in there over, I mean, Women Talking, I, I kind of told you what I think it should have been a page stage. Yeah. I think Triangle of Sadness is a, it felt a little novice to me, um, but it was, it was good. It was fun. It made me dizzy and want to throw up, and that seems so gross if you haven't seen yeah. it. Like, there's a really gross seasick scene but funny still um but um and, and 
you know, Banshees is wonderful too, but I think everything everywhere all at once has been running away with all this stuff. Now to me, I don't think like, so here's the thing with that movie. Nobody saw it coming. Like this movie wasn't, they, they didn't even, even the studio didn't see it coming. They debuted this in March at South by Southwest. They didn't debut it in award season. They weren't trying to propel this, but that movie found an audience found the money at the yeah. box office brought people back to the box office in a way like for a small movie yeah, generated that evangelists be- the number of people telling me to go watch that film was amazing yeah a hundred percent but that wasn't I, the studio did that happened all like by accident and a wonderful glorious accident accident but an accident nonetheless and i think that the what makes that movie for me if you take out michelle yo and ky kwan and jamie lee curtis and you just put in somebody else I don't think I would care. I don't think I would watch it because I think they make the movie. She like connects you to that daughter. She connects you to the story. I also think that it's interesting. I don't think it's a shoe in because when you look at who the Academy is compromised of or comprised of, um, it's a lot of older viewers who everything everywhere all at once. I liked the movie, um, but it's a little nuts. Right. And it's a little oh, you feel all over like, the place. Uh, something like All Quiet would be more favorable to the older viewers. Yeah. Or Top Gun. Um, I, I think, you sure. know, at one minute I'm I'm like crying at everything everywhere all at once. And the next minute I'm like, why are why do they have hot dog <laughs> fingers? <laughs> <No>. and why, <laughs> but laughing so hard. Like this is so weird. Yeah. Like she has an there's everything bagel and and now she's like fighting with penis nunchucks. It's like, what am I watching? Um and so, so I do think that there's gonna be a lot of older Academy members who might be like, no thanks, okay, right? Yeah. This wasn't for me. And that ultimately could give the edge to a movie like Top Gun or all quiet on the Western front. Um, you know, look again, like there's these campaigns of all these movies where it's not an accident that um, on the day uh, Oscar ballots are closing, Top Gun gets a story or LA times releases a story that Top Gun might be in cahoots with like a Russian oligarch. Like it's a rumor. That's all it is, is a rumor. It's there's no proof of it. Like it's not an accident right. that that is getting out there. That's the nastiness of political Welcome campaigns to, yeah. that I, Right. So, Scientology movement saying trying to do something or whatever. Right. Right. It's because if you aren't on to the everything everywhere all at once thing, but you're kind of leaning towards all quiet or top gun, maybe all quiet becomes the one for you. Now, all quiet for me, beautiful film. I don't know if I'm completely on board with you, but I'm also like it's a film like it's just a film. Like you go, like that's um I almost feel like I'm simplifying it, but I, I feel like when you're putting a picture together and you're doing cinematography, yeah. character, actor, design, story, you know, this is a classic story to pull that all together. I think the producer, because the producer is the one to get this award. The producer deserves credit for putting that entire package together and pushing a classic into the forefront and to best picture. That's a lot of, a lot of things have to come together, and make that happen. I think the top there gun are. thing is like, if you give me to producers again, they took a risk. And they killed it. Not only did they kill it, but they killed it by holding back the film. The studio did some really amazing stuff to get that film out there. It's still in the box office. It's still growing. Um, I'm with you. I think everywhere, all everywhere, it's like it's a phenomenon for the culture and the zeitgeist. I don't know if I give the producers yeah. the credit for that one. I'd almost want to give Spielberg more credit putting his story together yeah. than everything everywhere. But I, I think I of it who, who the producers are and what they had to do to make the film. When I think of this, I don't know necessarily know if that's true. I think people look at the whole package and say, oh, the whole package is something. So again, I, I think I'd say Maverick. It feels like it's the, yeah. the favorite going in. People want it to win something and they want to see Tom Cruise jump on the jump on the couch again or something like that. So give it to him. Well, I, I think we need to give credit where credit's due. Like that movie single-handedly brought people back to theaters. Absolutely. And by the way, they, they didn't come back for anything else after that either. Yeah. So it, that movie, there is something to be said for that. They did the impossible. This movie's in the 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and audiences. Like everyone loves this movie and that's very hard to do. And ultimately like it doesn't, we don't always have to, you know, go for the prestige. Who's to say that that's not prestige or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Prestige is something that happened in the 90s in the Miramax days, like when Weinstein came in and started competing with these Shakespeare and Loves against Saving Private Bryans and all these. And it was like, how did this movie win? And it created this whole like genre of prestige films. But 
that doesn't always mean that no. those are the most deserving. I love that the blockbuster that's at the forefront here too. Yes, the favorite. I hope yeah. it is. I think you know. Look, my my take on All Quiet on the Western Front is is a little different than yours because um, I love the original. Um, I, I thought that this one was actually. Uh, first of all, I want why? Why did you make this movie? Um, because the first one's so great. And I don't really know that I needed another version of it. And I also think that they lost the first one's a complete character study on like what the horrors of war can do to a person. And this one felt a little bit more just like an anti-war. Oh, look at the horrors of war in general. I didn't feel connected no, to the lead. You're totally right. It's not a I- compassion. I can hear when you no. talk about the empathy and compassion segment of like, right. do I relate? And I was thinking more of pulling it off. <laughs> I guess is what right. well, yeah. I wasn't. But to me, pulling it off for a movie, the whole reason is to connect with your audience. Oh, yeah. And I didn't connect. And I think a big part of it too is, I mean, look, I, I, I think come from right a strong that. military family. I almost want Elvis to, I would give Elvis the nod there more than like all yeah. quiet. Well, <laughs> I just want to say, like, I like the thing for me when I'm watching that film too is like what was missing for me and was authenticity. It felt like another Hollywood movie mm. of war made by people who've never served and didn't bother to do a lot of research in That's the way such that band brilliant insight. Sorry, but, totally. But sorry, you look at Band of Brothers, you look at Saving Private Ryan, American Sniper, all these movies brought in people from the outside. Band of Brothers was showing the screenings to the men that they were writing it about or that they made it about they were they acted as producers almost in this film where they would say this is authentic that's not accurate this i mean look ultimately it's hollywood so they still have to do hollywood things but like even top gun you know they had real pilots they had real people they went through boot camp so they actually knew what these things meant and i was missing every bit of authenticity and connection from all quiet so i felt like it was just again like you said on last year with power of the dog that it felt like ai made a movie same thing oh, you, same yeah, thing for you me know with what? more credit to you i think there is the netflix breaking that that they basically just need content out the door so they don't actually put all those packages together i th- you've n- nailed so many great aspects of probably what has bothered me about all quiet because i know <laughs> when i was watching when i was watching it it was fine but i think you're right there it's like uh, there's a cotton candy element to it of like it's just a yeah. eat some candy and now go watch the go binge watch the next thing or whatever yeah, it was beautiful in the shots and the mud that's caked on his face. But like he he kept flipping over dead bodies and it was like, okay, I get I get it. I know it was nothing I've never seen before. And there was no reason I would rather go watch the original again yeah. because there was a connection well said. to the character. All right, so, we got to wrap this thing up because we'll go on forever. But I am excited about these Oscars. Hopefully there's some good show elements to this as well. We'll actually enjoy the time. I feel like um, the momentum is picking up. I think the excitement of the films, the nominees are something everyone can relate to. So I'm hoping the red carpet plays itself out well, and we'll be back next week with um, like the winners list here. So we'll, we'll keep score. Hopefully there's nothing that's going to throw it off like the slap did last maybe, year. Who knows? Not in a negative you know, way. We just need something to talk about. We're going to need some moment. Yeah. Robin, thank you for joining us. You're absolutely brilliant. I appreciate you being part of everything that we're doing here at Hollywood Breaks. And it's always wonderful to have you part of this episode as well. Thank you. I love coming on here. It's such a great platform and you guys do such a good job and I'm just honored to be part of it. So thanks for including Let's me. Let's keep it up and we'll see you soon. We'll do the wrap up show. All right. See you soon.